Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, July 8th. I'm Wayne Pratt. A recent executive order freezing visas for new immigrants targets tech workers and scientists. That's an issue for those trying to grow St. Louis's agricultural technology sector. It is a misnomer to think that we have enough talent here in St. Louis. We don't. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff speaks with Danforth Plant Science Center President Jim Carrington about how the White House's decision is already impacting research and innovation. It has been another record day for coronavirus cases in Missouri. 773 were reported yesterday, the highest daily increase in the state since the outbreak began. Health officials say the increase is partly because of a delay in reporting from labs. Overall, Missouri reports more than 24,000 cases and slightly more than 1,000 COVID-19 deaths during the pandemic. In Illinois, there have been nearly 150,000 confirmed cases and around 7,000 deaths. St. Louis area schools should require teachers and most students to wear masks this fall. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports on reopening guidance put out by a group of superintendents. The eight-page document calls for school staff to have their temperatures checked daily and for staff and students over nine years old to wear masks when they can't stay six feet apart. There should be frequent cleaning, the advice says, and students should not be allowed to congregate in cafeterias or near water fountains. It says buses should have spaced out and assigned seating. A national pediatricians group says schools can and should safely reopen this fall. State Education Commissioner Margie Van Dieven says most decisions about in-school safety measures should be made locally. She participated in a White House roundtable on reopening schools Tuesday. St. Louis public schools and individual districts in St. Louis County will release their detailed reopening plans on July 20th. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri education officials will allow schools to blend in-person and remote learning without facing funding penalties related to attendance. Deputy Education Commissioner Carrie Monses says the new rules will let students attend school every other day and learn remotely on alternating days, or schools can have one group of students attend in the morning and another in the afternoon. The primary purpose of such an approach would be to better support physical distancing both at school and while transporting students. A rotating schedule might be the only way to maintain six feet of separation in overcrowded buses and classrooms. The rule change also gives schools flexibility if they have to close for coronavirus outbreaks next academic year. A report from a bipartisan nonprofit military group shows high-quality child care can affect national security. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll has more on the research from the organization Mission Readiness. The report shows that 71% of Missourians between the ages of 17 and 24 do not qualify to serve in the military. Obesity, criminal records, drug use, and educational shortcomings are the reasons young Missourians are barred from service. Retired Brigadier General Richard Geraci says investing in children will solve these problems. They don't have a solid foundation starting with just quality child care, and then you build on that with great early childhood education. We're going to be paying out down the road. The report shows that the majority of Missourians live in a child care desert, meaning there is not enough child care. 
and the average cost is higher than in-state college tuition. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. President Donald Trump signed an executive order last month freezing green cards and some temporary work visas for new immigrants. That's a big problem for the Donald Danforth Plant Science Center in St. Louis, where more than 10 percent of the workforce holds visas. That includes H-1B visas for tech workers and scientists. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff spoke with Danforth Center President Jim Carrington about how the move by the White House will impact economic growth and innovation. H-1B visas are specifically geared toward workers with unusual talents. In our case, talented scientists in the ag tech area. If we want to see growth of our economy around ag tech, as it's happening around the Danforth Center, and we cut off a critical source of talented workers to fuel it, I I don't know how you make up for that. This new order applies to people seeking new visas at least through the end of the year. Is that hurting your ability to finalize contracts with new employees or extend employment? Or how else are you noticing the impact? Yeah, we're noticing it in a couple of different ways. First of all, we do have active applicants who have applied but have not yet been approved. So those are at risk in the H-1B category. For the current visa holders at the Danforth Center, this has a bit of a terrorizing effect. If they see that H-1B applicants are being suppressed through the end of the year, I think they have a legitimate concern, what's next? Are they going to start revoking active visas? As far as welcoming of potential applicants to the Danforth Center who would need a visa, it clearly has a suppressing effect, and they will, in many cases, choose to go elsewhere. What do you say to those like the president who claim this is a move to protect U.S. workers and jobs? Why rely on visas to fill these jobs? Why not hire local St. Louisans? Because we have more positions that we need to fill than we have local applicants. It's as simple as that. If we open up a position for, say, a postdoctoral scientist, there are very few that will apply from St. Louis. The vast majority will be from across the U.S. or around the world. I wonder if this is an issue you're seeing other St. Louis businesses and academics, scientists come together and stand against. Is there some sort of coordinated effort to tackle this? There are coordinated efforts. There are scientific societies that are making very clear statements and that are making their position known. We at the Danforth Center have tried to educate our delegation in Washington, D.C. and express our concerns. We've communicated the effect that this will have on us. Other organizations like the National Academy of Sciences have been very outspoken and have strongly advocated for preserving a welcoming environment to talented high-tech and scientific workers from abroad. The Danforth Plant Science Center has played a a major role in growing the biotech industry and expanding innovation in the St. Louis region. How does Mm -hmm. this visa freeze make it more challenging to keep doing that? Well, like I said, it is challenging 
if we have a growing high-tech community, and in our case, around the Danforth Center, a growing ag-tech community, this community requires talented workers. It requires engineers, computer programmers. It requires scientists. And the supply of those scientists, engineers, computer technicians, computer scientists, is from around the world. It is a misnomer to think that we have enough talent here in St. Louis. We don't. And I think you're hearing that from a number of others in the community, from the universities to the high-tech areas to companies like Centene. We simply don't have enough local talent, and we need to bring the talent to St. Louis. If we don't do it, if we cut ourselves off at the knees, we're cutting off our future. That was Danforth Plant Science Center President Jim Carrington speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff about how a freeze on work visas is impacting the agricultural technology sector. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.